0: moments even when I'm just meditative not meditating I start picking up on like these freaking stories and shit and like seeing movies in my head that I haven't seen before and I've started wondering like am I picking up on like television signals and stuff and like sometimes like I feel like I'm hearing people talking like a conversation I'm like is this me like is my mind just making this up or am I tuning in to like an actual conversation that's happening somewhere And that has been tripping me out. It doesn't happen a lot, but it's like, it's happened enough times at this point where I'm like, I'm fucking watching a movie in my head right now. Like, I don't think this is just my subconscious type thing.
1: (laughs) Thanks for tuning in for the Reminders podcast. So I've got a nice lineup of goodies for you this seasonal episode. Um, First off, I'm welcoming back my. Dear friend Selena. Selena was our first guest on the podcast, so a nice full circle moment. As we're circling back to the solstice season, and I'm also sharing a song with her and with you for a part of our mini series, Mindful Reviews of My Song gifts of awakening. So this song came to me as a direct inspiration from learning about this alternative origin story of the Santa Claus aesthetic. So the whole red and white, the the chimney, the ornaments, the stockings, where does all that come from? So I heard this maybe four years ago or something. And um, the idea is that in Siberia, shamans of old would uh, notice their reindeer eating these red and white mushrooms. You know, the classic mushroom emoji that you probably have on your phone. Uh, It made an appearance in Mario and, yeah, just that iconic red and white mushroom. Not the most common magic mushroom, but definitely the most iconic uh, aesthetic. So the idea was these, um, these mushrooms grow under... What's that type of tree called? The Christmas tree? Evergreens. And uh, so that's the idea of like presents under a tree. And the reindeer would eat these mushrooms and start acting all funky and whimsical and whatever. And so people were noticing this, like what's up with that? And so it turns out these mushrooms are poisonous to, to humans, and especially in larger doses. But they found out that if they were to eat the yellow snow... From the reindeers after the reindeer ingested said mushrooms, that that would filtrate the uh the toxins out while keeping the psychoactives in. So uh, kind of gross, kind of hilarious. Um, so I wrote this song out of inspiration for that. And the thing about the stockings comes from that they would dry the mushrooms over over fireplaces and socks. So that's the idea of the stockings and um, the ornaments. They would also hang them in trees and stuff like that so that's the idea to dry them out and so yeah shaman of old would uh would pop down the chimneys if there was a heavy snowfall and door access wasn't feasible and just pop in and out of chimneys and um yada 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 so i thought it was a pretty funny story whether or not it's true or not i'm sure it is in an infinite universe you know there's probably that that probably did happen right um whether or not that is a synchronistic coincidence with why that's prevalent in our culture. Who knows? Who cares? But I wrote this fun little song about it, so we're gonna enter a brief, guided centering practice, and then give a critical listen to this song. It's only about three minutes. And then Selena and I kick off into a conversation, mostly centered around boundaries, seemed to be the, the topic that we came back to, or the theme. And we're talking about like EMFs and all sorts of stuff, so beautiful conversation with a beautiful friend and uh, appreciate you guys listening cool sweet thanks for doing this with me so let's take some nice centering breaths just noticing the sensation of the air moving through and into our nostrils into our chest Let's bring the airflow even deeper with each breath eventually bringing it all the way down to our belly, our bellies, down to the base of the spine, and allowing this process to be a bit of a pause. For our day, no matter what's been going on today, no matter what's going on in the near future, let's just give ourselves a little pause to come back to this center. Without having to will anything, without having to force anything, just allowing ourselves to be where we are, just noticing, noticing what and how we're being from a place of compassion, a place of unconditional love. So from this mindful space, we're going to take a little dive into my Christmas-ish song called Gifts of Awakening. <laughs>
0: beforehand really kind of like put me into the space, you <laughs> know. <laughs> um, I think I was like kind of hyper focused on one thing through the whole song because it gave me an imagery, like I felt like it took me to a place, a space. and um, it was the bells. And, like, the white noise between them almost. And it just felt like sparkly snow falling all around me. And I was just, like, blissed out with the bells the whole time.
1: (laughs) That's funny. That's kind of, like, what stood out to me that that run through, too. is Actually, not the bells. I actually forgot entirely about the bells. I was, like, hyper-focused on the synth pad. That might be kind of what you're talking about. You said white noise between them. That might be I what couldn't, you're referring I couldn't
0: to. Tell what all was going on, and after a while, I was like, I don't want to listen like a musician on this run. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Like and try and pick out all the different things. <clears throat> I just want to feel it.
1: Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the synth part in the background was what was catching my attention because it felt like the only part of it that actually felt Christmassy. <laughs> but you're right. The bells, the bells definitely have the Christmas
0: it sort was of like aesthetic. something blended with the
1: bells but i couldn't even tell what i was hearing like i couldn't describe it to you yeah it was just... i'm sure it
0: was what the synth was pad though? yeah what, what was the
1: synth pad doing i'll have to look like <laughs> to tell you exactly what even type of synth or sound it was i mean I, I you know i made this like two years ago or whatever but um yeah that it's just some sort of yeah some kind of spacey synth pad in the background just doing news and ahs basically
0: And then just like hearing the part where it was describing the mushroom. I was really tripped out because I told you, like, I had a dream last night that I was um I don't re- remember all of what it was, but I remember seeing a whole bunch of mushrooms and I was just like sifting through them. And um they were the what are they called, the, like the long, thin ones?
1: there's all sorts of different types of mushrooms. <laughs> um, <but laughs> some are long and thin, some are it
0: was the nah. psychedelic ones.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the the golden teacher type of psilocybin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um it was those in the dream. I was like, "Oh my gosh, why are there so many?" And then I was like, I ate of you. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I wonder what's was going to happen. Hmm. Um cuz I don't like I don't have much experience with psychedelics right? Um, and I had actually like eaten mushrooms for dinner last night, reishi and I can't remember what the other one is and I don't, like I don't eat mushrooms a lot um. but I almost kind of feel like in the dream like the fungi kingdom spoke to me <laughs> and then it just feels really synchronistic to listen to the song today because I was is... kind of like
1: <laughs> yeah that is synchronistic that's cool do you do you remember the rest of the dream like did you have much of an experience after that you just remember eating them
0: yeah the last yeah. couple of mornings I have been dreaming vividly but I have not been able to remember them
1: so yeah gotcha gotcha well maybe we can do a real brief uh dream decode uh <laughs> to see just a little just a little taste and then we could talk a little bit about that kind of process but before we do that um yeah i figured i would probably put this extra information in the intro of the podcast episode but i guess you do remember like the the story of the song that it's like the alternative story of santa claus aesthetic and everything like what do you think about that like do you does that resonate as like more true than what what's even like the standard story of it like i know the red and white like i actually asked chat gp gpt the other day (laughs) about the whole thing and they're like the red and white comes from coca-cola that like coca-cola did an ad in like the 20s i want to say like 100 years ago or something with With the santa claus with yeah the red and white santa claus and that. that yeah and apparently before that it had, like, Santa Claus was seen with, like, blue colors, green colors. So I don't know. I don't know how true that is, but I don't know. It makes perfect sense, like, the the flying reindeer, you know. Um, the fact that those types of mushrooms, Anamita muscaria, like, grow under those types of trees, like, the evergreen trees, and that they would dry out the mushrooms um, in socks, over a fireplace, and that's where like the stocking imagery comes from, and the whole chimney things that like people in Siberia would usually live in like yurts. And if it got super snowy, their doors weren't accessible, so they would pop th- in and out of the chimney and stuff. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, I think so. So, and now it's just like this weird technically a christian holiday i don't know what christianity has to do with santa claus
0: well also happy solstice (laughs) oh yeah
1: yeah that's literally today right
0: um, it's just it's interesting because the solstice is the birth of the sun and um one interpretation that i've heard of christianity is like um they took the sun and replaced it with jesus and um it's like if you really think about it, and like, okay, there's a lot of things that line up, <laughs> like the solstice, the time of year, the return of the sun. is like, this is the shortest day. Um, my goodness, right. it's already the shortest day. That's so trippy. But um,
1: yeah, time keeps on slipping and slipping into the future. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just, there's so many layers to our reality and the things that we accept as beliefs or facts, religion, whatever. Like, it's so many layers to it. And it's like, you can't just say, oh, that's not true. Oh, that's not true. It's like, reality has dimensions. Like, I was talking to somebody about chakras yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, my friend was like, I know my third eye is open, but I know it's not open because it's like, you know, I can't see things that aren't there or whatever type thing. But I'm very aware of stuff that's going on, like the deeper meanings of things happening in the world. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's different layers and different dimensions to the aura and to the chakras. So it's like, yeah, your third eye is open on some levels. On others, it's still opening. So it's like, it's not this nor that.
1: I think we also get a little bit tripped up about the idea of the third eye being like, an eye that needs to be open in order to see Like I think it's a little (laughs) deeper than that so I don't think it to your point I don't think it is a duality of on or off you know I think our third eye is literally like just part of the processing unit of you know we even know that what our eyes are picking up isn't like solid reality like it is an interpretation of data it's just like yeah just molecules dancing
0: use to describe these experiences are, have dimensions to them.
1: Absolutely. They have their own built-in limitations. You know, language is just, honestly, I think of it as just another art form. You know, so to me language is like metaphor all the time. And I think we get really tripped up and entangled with the idea that the words we use are factual. Even the word facts, you know, like Facts are fluid. I'm sure you and I have talked about that a million times.
0: Yeah. It's just like whenever getting into this kind of conversation, like the first thing I think about is all the empty space inside the atom. Yeah. Like everything that's here isn't really here.
1: Yeah. And what do you think <laughs> you about like dark matter and stuff, dark energy? Have you delved into those terms at all?
0: Yeah, I don't know much
1: about it. I don't think anyone knows much about it. Like, that's that's the thing.
0: <laughs> I don't know about the theories about it. Okay,
1: yeah, well, it's a big <laughs> I'm mystery.
0: I'm not familiar with that
1: literature. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. No, it's a huge question mark in the scientific realm, for sure. But they have somehow... I probably couldn't even explain this that well. But somehow they've been able to measure or have some sense that there's some force or some matter that they call dark matter some energy that they call dark energy and basically dark meaning that, you know, they just can't perceive it tangibly, but they see, like, the effects of it or something like that. Again, it's way over my head, way over my pay grade. But, uh, you know, that... I've heard something about, like, the universe being, like, I don't know if it's over 50%. It's a very large percent of the physical universe is mostly dark matter, which is just crazy. Like, does that... Is that, like the like data of realms that are outside of our like different timelines is like a parallel timeline thing. And like, that's everything outside of our current timeline. Like this is like matter that we can perceive. And then everything outside of that is like dark matter. Is that what it is? I have no idea, but it's, I mean, it's pretty interesting (laughs) to think that there's just, you know, these types of scientific, huge question marks, these huge mysteries. Uh, and I just think it's fun.
0: This actually reminds me, so last night I was telling someone about how a couple days ago I was sitting here in my room and I heard this buzzing noise. Like, what is that? And I'm, like, looking all around my room, and I can tell that what I'm hearing is, like, two things clinking against each other in my room. Mm. And it's, like, it will go steady for, like, a few minutes and then stop for, like, a minute and then go steady for a few minutes. And so this was, like, 20 or 30 minutes I was trying to figure out where the sound was, Mm -hmm. um, was coming from. And it's, like, I knew it wasn't originating from the two things clinking against each other. I knew that there was a vibration passing through the house, like causing it causing them to clink against each other and so as i'm looking for it and after i find out like the two objects and move them apart from each other i'm just sitting there thinking like holy crap there's literally a sound that was passing through the house that i couldn't hear and i couldn't feel it either it's like i didn't feel any shaking or vibration or hum coming up through the ground or anything yeah and um but it, something was passing through the house causing the clinking. So I found it, it was a pin sitting next to a glass lamp on my bedstead. Okay. And it's like it caused the steady, like. But I heard nothing. It was like no machine going outside that I could hear. There was and i'm really sensitive to sound and vibration so it's like if it was perceptible i probably would have felt it mm-hmm. like shaking the house yeah. or hurt the sound yeah and i'm just like this is absolutely outstanding and it just reminds me of how many things are going on in this one moment in this very space that i'm inhabiting that i cannot even perceive so like all the cell phone signals is one thing that i think about but right also like frequencies like whatever the heck that was causing the pin And the lamps to clunk against each other and for so long, and me not be able to hear it, see it, nothing. Yeah, that was kind of humbling, and it just reminded me is like how big all of this is. Yeah,
1: right, right. (laughs)
0: How how far beyond us?
1: (laughs) And just how much there is that goes under our radar. Like there's just so many millions of bits of data happening in every moment, trillions, I'm sure, more than that, whatever. You know, (laughs) right, right. And we can only, we can only like minimize our focus. Like we can only focus on one thing at a time, essentially, you know, so our like consciousness is only taking in a small percentage of what our subconsciousness is probably even, uh, bringing in from all of those data points. You know what I mean? And, um, let me move my little character box here. So we have a better frame. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, what that made me think of, too, is, uh, yeah, not just, like, yeah, all the Wi-Fi signals in the air and, like, EMFs, you know, if you will. Like, that's, that's a relatively new thing. Like, our grandparents and the other generations for the massive, like, percentage of most of human history haven't, like, been swimming in this, like, electromagnetic soup that we just live in now, you know? I'm not going to say that's a bad thing, but it is a different thing. It's something that I'm sure our physical bodies that have been developing for, what, thousands of, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years, you know, haven't had to adapt to until now, you know, and I definitely don't say that to create paranoia in myself or in you or in anyone listening to this conversation. I think it's, you know, this kind of like relates to like getting sick and stuff too. I've been really just like trying to reframe things instead of like playing victim and like I'm sick. It's like I'm detoxing. Like this is literally <laughs> how the body grows its immunities. It's just, like no, you have to take some time to like have a sore throat, or have take take extra time to rest. You know,
0: whatever. Because
1: the body learns from that. Because the body learns from that. Yeah, totally. So you know, I want to think it's probably similar with the electromagnetic interference in the air too like you know like i'm not gonna say it's making us sick or making us adhd or scattered and all this stuff like you know you could go down that rabbit hole you could go down that timeline but i'm gonna say like i
0: just don't like to ignore that it does affect us
1: yeah well how do you think it affects us have you had any like personal experiences with that that you would relate to or just stories that you have heard
0: Yeah. so i'm pretty sensitive i'm sensitive to everything but like What I've noticed with EMFs is that I feel like they kind of, like, pull at me. So I keep my phone off a lot, I'm sure you know. (laughs) And um, aside from, like, actual distractions, like, I can feel... So I've always been able to feel, like, the buzz and the hum and stuff of appliances and things. And, like, while the new phones, the cell phones and stuff are quieter, I still feel them. It's like, I can... I can almost, I can feel when you turn on, like, a laptop or a computer near me and it's like, <laughs> like, I feel the electricity in the air kind of change. Mm. So,
2: um, you mean. it's
0: kind of like, remember the old TVs? It's like when you turn them on, it was just kind of like, <laughs> like, you feel almost like the static in the air.
2: Yeah. yeah, I um, guess you're right. I
0: was thinking about this because I was around an old TV last night. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, and it's like, so my first, one of my first cell phones when I was younger and like middle school or high school, I think it was, it was probably high school. Um, I noticed that I could tell every time when I was about to get a text message before my phone even rang because it made this really high pitched sound and like, I could feel it. I could feel the burst of energy on its way to my phone (laughs) and, um. Or, I don't know if it was my phone receiving the burst of energy or what. So, it's like, something. there's definitely something to it. And it's like, I know when I have a Bluetooth on for a really long time. Oh, I forgot to turn off my, my finger. Um, like, after it's been on for a long time, I start feeling, like, kind of agitated.
1: So, you have felt, like, negative effects.
0: Yeah, but also, something I wanted to tell you, and which is, like just kind of a theory of something I'm wondering about that's been happening to me is I'm starting to realize it's like when I just sit with my mind, I've been meditating a lot the last few months. And um, I'm noticing that in moments, even when I'm just meditative, not meditating, I start picking up on like these freaking stories and shit and like seeing movies in my head that I haven't seen before. And I've started wondering like, am I picking up on like, television signals and stuff and like sometimes like i feel like i'm hearing people talking like a conversation i'm like is this me like is my mind just making this up or am i tuning in to like an actual conversation that's happening somewhere and that has been tripping me out it doesn't happen a lot but it's like it's happened enough times at this point where i'm like i'm fucking watching a movie in my head right now like I don't think this is just my subconscious type thing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: or at least like the the furthest reaches of your subconsciousness where it turns into other people's subconsciousness, you know? Yeah, you're blowing my mind. I was just nodding so enthusiastically because, um, you know, it reminds me of, first of all, I have had similar experiences myself, but it reminds me of uh, there was this like psychic convention. I like half feel like you might've gone with me one year but um, th- there's this one that happens in Cincinnati called Victory of Light like two times a year. And I used to go there sometimes. And this one person was giving a talk. It's just like kind of a day uh, event at a convention center where they have yeah. like various workshops or talks and whatever that you can, you know, pick and choose which ones you want to go to. And um, so this one person was presenting whatever it was. And they were just talking about I don't know if they're a medium or something like that, but they were talking about their experiences of you know how they identify as being a psychic person and how living in the city was like very challenging for them because they'd be in their apartment and they would be just picking up on all of you know obviously you know what being in a city is like you know so much energy yeah so many other people's stories and they were just like they couldn't have a quiet moment because they were always like getting pinged by other people's frequencies oh my God. and it just sort of blew oh my, my mind too the way you described it because it made me think about like even relating it to dark energy the way i was saying like maybe dark energy is like the timelines outside of our own right like yeah. like our frequency think about like you know a radio dial or whatever or like you said a tv like all of those channels exist you know like on an old school tv but you had to like dial to the channel that you are focusing on and perceiving like, so yeah. all the other channels, like, that's, that's how, how I kind of think about it. Like, you know, your story, as, as distinct from my story, we're on different channels, you know. And I have been in experiences where I felt like I've had access to other people's channels. Like,
2: yeah,
1: not consciously, not people I know, but just like, I mean, honestly, I have this one particular memory of being rather baked in my parents' basement and uh not to throw shade but my parents basement isn't the most like organized space (laughs) (laughs) and i was just like really high and just like i remember like turning off the light or something and i just like had this moment of like just hearing like you said like these stories almost like i was tuned into a different radio station i'm like whose thoughts are these like what who are these voices what are they talking about? It just you know, felt like the, complete like, you nonsense. Talk
0: Walkie talkie and like flip channels, and you could hear like truckers talking. Yeah. Like that's what it's like. Just like that. Just
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of wild. You're
0: like, what did I just walk in on? Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, and it, it wasn't scary. It wasn't like I felt like I was hearing voices in like a scary way or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just random. And I guess the randomness, like the first time that happened, like maybe sort of disturbed me because it was just like, what yeah just like you said wtf like what's going on here
0: literally never told anybody that really like it's so funny that i have now and like you can relate oh yeah (laughs) yeah it's
1: It's not it's definitely not like a a frequent occurrence for me it's not something i think about a lot but yeah yeah you had like a resounding resonance with what i was saying about the psychic in the city do you want to speak any to that
0: i love how you like <laughs> remember and pick up on things um during a conversation um but yeah because like i had an aha moment because i remember living so like i've moved a bit the last few years and i've lived in like kind of very different environments. <laughs>
1: yeah well you live in chicago now and you've lived in new york city
0: well, I'm actually in a suburb. Oh, okay. Now.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. And I
0: lived I lived downtown Chicago for a year before yeah. I came out here. And like it was kind of similar to living in New York, but it was even more congested than the part of New York that I was living okay. in. And it's just like Oh my goodness. I think just living so close to so many people. <laughs> Like, I lived in an apartment building downtown. So it was like, people above me, people below me, people next to me on two sides. Luckily, I was on a corner. So <laughs> it wasn't like people next to me on, you know, three sides. Yeah. And um, and I definitely, I definitely noticed a difference. It was like, I, I felt like I couldn't calm down a lot more often. Um, and then it's like... So, I had grown up in the city, but, like, not in a congested area, like, downtown. Okay. Um, you know, it was just, like, a block with, you know, a regular number of houses on it. Each house, like, six feet apart. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> and, um, and then I moved to New York, which was, like, more crowded because it was, like, the houses were up against each other where I lived in Brooklyn. And then there were people above and below you as well because mm-hmm. it was like brownstones where I was living so they were each like three or four floors high Okay. Um, but it was like it was still more chill than downtown Chicago <laughs> sure, <laughs> then I lived yeah. downtown Chicago where it's like everything is bustling 24-7 um, ambulances and 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 cell phone towers so close to together. And
1: you had those big old windows, and you're like downtown, downtown, like South lived, Loop. Yeah, yeah, and
0: I lived on a busy intersection of downtown. I lived on State Street, which is like <laughs>
1: yeah. Wait, is that oh, what they call I it, the water South water Loop? What's of What's, what's uh, that area called? Is it called the South Loop, or is it called something else? South Loop? Loop. South Loop. South okay. Loop. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Um. Yeah. Basically around all the Columbia buildings. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. And um. I was gonna say. the noise people busy just busy 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 yeah, just the stimulation
1: <laughs> just the psychic um, psychic noise
0: and it's like it made me think about like how many wi-fi routers were surrounding me oh, <laughs> as yeah. well no doubt and um, man it's like and then i moved out here to the suburbs it's the quietest place i've ever lived in my life the houses are like actual distances
1: apart (laughs) yeah um, right on top of other people's living situations
0: yeah it's just
1: wild it's just a trippy thing to think about i can't
0: walk anywhere out here
2: yeah yeah
0: Um, and yeah i just i feel like i really needed that slowing down and i didn't realize it until i've been out here for a minute i feel like i've had a chance to freaking catch my breath which has been a blessing it's been it's been very isolated but it's been a blessing because mm-hmm. I've needed this level of stillness
1: totally totally yeah all about balance for sure so on the, on the topic of like EMFs and the Wi-Fis and all the everything else in the air uh, do you feel like like in general it is pretty innocuous do you or do you feel like there's anything that we sh- could or would be beneficial for us to like protect ourselves or or balance well, out those it's frequencies. radiation
0: so radiation. cancer levels are gonna go up um i've heard that people living near these so also it's like different towers are different frequencies so the 5g is um it's like more intense you know than the other signals that yeah. we're being used to It's
1: like a larger wave
0: and they're The towers are being installed on, like, residential buildings and things, and it's like, I can't even imagine, like, what's happening to the people there, because being that close to so many, like, signals that provide for such a large area, and the amount of, like, radiation coming off of them, and we already know what radiation is, what radiation does, like, uh, Marie Curie helped us out with that, (laughs) and, you know, we know what happened to her, so... Wait, remind it's like, me. It's pretty serious.
1: What do you, What are you referring to? I don't I don't catch that um, reference.
0: Um, Marie Curie. She was um a scientist who was studying radioactivity, and she kept like a tube of I forget what they're called, like a radi radioactive isotope or something, and she kept like a tube of it in her pocket, and I think she got breast cancer or something, and it's just like. <laughs> like radioactivity destroys okay. ourselves it, it it breaks them down basically yeah um, i don't know too much more about that i'm not gonna speak more on that but it's like really bad for our bodies yeah
1: it's disruptive
0: um, and so it's like the types of frequencies with new um new frequencies such as like 5g and stuff and then also like the higher and higher amount of them because you get more and more people using phones and, you know, it's like a lot of the apps and stuff we use are designed to be addictive. So there's even more packets of, like, yeah. signals going through the air. And right. it's just, it's like more and more and more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something I think about a lot. And it's like, I was really scared of it for a time. But like you said, it's like, I don't like approaching stuff from like, oh my God, we're going to die. Yeah. It's like okay. It's like if we're still alive, at least part of us is is dealing with it. <laughs> right. Um. We may not always know that certain things that we're experiencing are because of it, though. Like illnesses and stuff. Right. But um, there's a there's a lot of cancer. There's a lot of cancer. Um. And my guess is that it's not normal. Yeah. Because. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So, so true. and that's
0: just, like, one thing I can think of off the top of my head, but...
1: Right. Yeah, and, I mean, that's actually a really great point to be reminded of, because I feel like the cultural zeitgeist around cancer is, like, this idea of, like, if you live unhealthily, then you'll get cancer. But it's, like, so many people that have healthy lifestyles still get zapped with something sometimes, you know? And
0: also... That's such a that's such a small or not a small part, but that's only one part of it, because like cancer, like I'm sure like any illness or disease is um, it also has its its mental aspects. It's like the the mental and emotional energy behind it. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you look at cancer, I don't know if I should go into this right now, I'm really kind of like <laughs> passionate about the energetics behind cancer because it's like it's been such a big theme in my family like my mom actually passed from cancer a few years ago Mm -hmm. and um it's like gabor mate have you heard of him Mm
2: -hmm. yeah yeah
0: um talks a lot about the energetics behind cancer and how it's like a lack of boundaries basically um Mm. and that's also what happens with like physically like there's a lack of boundary of when the cell is it's not receiving the signal to stop growing. So it's like, it has no boundaries. Right. Um, but it's like, that's also happening in, in the person's life as well. It's like, they're not setting boundaries with other people, situations and things. And they're, um, a lot of times people with cancer giving too much of themselves away and not taking care of themselves. So it's just, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: it's, it's, it's a lot of aspects to it. And yeah. I, I, I just realized that the radiation doesn't help because it's like it's part of the programming. It's telling the cell not to have boundaries.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: And what happens with all this communication anyway? It's like we don't have boundaries a lot of the time. Mm. It's like a lot of times if somebody texts you and they don't like hear back immediately, they get upset. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think we're getting better with that, but it's like it's a boundary. So it's like I turn off my phone for long chunks of the day because I can't. It's just too much. It's too much having the whole world at my fingertips and everyone basically having access to you through your phone. Mm
2: -hmm. You know, it's
0: like everybody in your life whose phone number you have that you know (laughs) literally has complete access to you 24-7 if you have your phone on. Yeah,
1: and and just having access. It is wild. And just the reverse, too, that we have access to, you know, basically any number of stories on the internet, you know, like... I mean, we will probably upload this conversation to the internet, you know, and we're like sending out a signal like, hey, tune into us. We're like sharing a loving vibe and reminding ourselves of things that might actually like be beneficial to our lives in the future and also just sharing presents and stuff and yeah. whatever, you know and uh not that it's something that everyone needs but it's like you know this is part of the the game that we're like playing as humans as we like show up in this digital space and hopefully with like an energy that might be beneficial to people you know but it's like you know get on tiktok and you just like swipe through all of these different timelines it's just like it's it's (laughs) absolutely wild you know so
0: quickly too in such a short period of time before you can really even process yeah
1: yeah and just like drink drawing it back to the Conversation of like the evolution of the human, like we just we just haven't had any time to adapt to this yet. Like TikTok <laughs> right. hasn't even been here as long as you and I have been here, you know? Like right. it's just a wild thing. But I'm trying to oh, think that's trippy. Yeah. There was a few things that I wanted to respond to that you mentioned though. So I'm trying to reel it back and remember. Okay. Um, but you were talking about like the lack of boundaries. Um, which was something that I wanted to say before we even got onto the topic of like cancer and stuff like that when we're talking about how you were just saying how much um, EMFs are in the atmosphere because of how much we are using our devices and how addictive these things are and all of that. So that that was something I thought of was like personal boundaries of like, and collective boundaries of like, hey, let's uh, maybe make some critical assessments and decisions around, like, how much do we actually need to be moving into the direction of being so reliant on the internet and on Uh these devices, you know? Like, is this something that we are consenting to? Is this something that we want? I feel like we're
0: externalizing a lot of our brains, too. Because, you know, even just with GPS, it's like people don't know how to read maps anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or just, like learn directions i don't know i saw a comedy bit the other day of this guy that was saying that like yeah i always keep my gps on and um i, I don't remember the bit i don't know why i brought it up but basically <laughs> he was just like using gps to like go home <laughs> like turn right into your driveway uh-huh. you know? yeah. so, whatever. um but yeah you're right like a lot of it is like at the expense of um keeping our brain sharp you know like these big thoughtful brains are here to be tools for us to you know be orienting ourselves into our reality and when we don't need to rely on it for our survival to the extent that most of our ancestors did right right then like yeah no wonder we end up with anxiety depression adhd and all of these like expressions of like where do I put my energy, you know? Where do I put my thoughtfulness? Where do I put my mental energy, you know? And um, anyway, another thing that I was thinking of, you were just talking about like the connection between the mind and the body, the the mental emotional connection and everything when you're speaking about cancer and diseases of, of any sorts. Um, I just, I fully believe that as well. And just to your point, it is all connected. And whether you know, not to make a, a general statement, I'm not saying that you're doing this, but just to clarify, like I don't think either of us feels like it's a a, a blanket statement of you know anyone that has cancer is like doesn't know how to set boundaries or something like that. But like on some level, like you know, we, we were talking about the limitation of language earlier today. You know, like on some level, that is like part of that dynamic. You know, e- even yeah. if, even if only and on a cellular level.
0: It does play out in so many different ways, even just like where the cancer appears in the body gives so much information. Yeah, but um, and it's like as an energy worker, it's like when I find things in people's sorry, I'm just laughing because I saw one of my repeat like occurring, number recurring numbers. Nice, <laughs> um, as as someone who does energy work and I scan people's energy fields to, you know, just kind of like figure out what's going on before I work on them. Um, I notice that like, I can get a general idea of things that are happening sometimes because they feel similar. And if they're located in a certain area, it's like, I know it's related to this or that. And, um, but it's like, you can never assume because it really is, different for everyone we're so incredibly complex on an individual level yeah it's like yes while we do have general things in common how something plays out in our lives and how it shows up in our body and our energy field is so so different and sometimes it's really hard to get to the root of it
2: yeah
0: because one that's interpretation true. i've heard and i i had a hard time kind of like processing it with the just knowing about the boundaries thing is one interpretation i've had of cancer is like holding on to small resentments over time and then piling up Mm. but it's like recently i realized i'm like that's the same thing as like having a hard time with boundaries it's kind of like hoarding you know like hoarding certain emotions so it's like even hoarding is one other thing that you might see when cancer comes up in somebody's life Um, So it's so many things that are related on the physical, emotional, um, spiritual, all these different planes that we operate on. (laughs) So it's like you have to look at the whole picture.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and it's wild that I feel like so many Americans have been, like, conditioned away from that understanding, you know, and that we we see ourselves as basically just biological machines and that the body is like totally separate from the mind and our, our emotions don't affect, you know, our our health and stuff like that, but of course they do, you know. If if you have anger and or resentment in your mind and in your body multiple days, multiple years on end, of course that's going to affect the way that we're able to like reach equilibrium in the world and in our bodies you know like Mm -hmm. so to me it is like almost just like self-evident the connection you know and there's also just cultures that have that do have a history of that understanding you know like we think of like eastern medicine and that's way more a part of their approach whether it be chinese medicine or ayurveda or whatever it may be you know all the ones that don't have names that are you know buzzwords and new agey circles and whatever <laughs> you know um but yeah so that's it's a good reminder um just to yeah what i mean what, what what do you what do you say we do with that information you know other than just being more honest with ourselves as far as like what what boundaries we would benefit from creating either socially or, or with ourselves with how we interact with technology you know i think that's that's really like brave and admirable that you Turn off your phone. I don't know anyone else that ever turns off their phone. You know? Well,
0: I mean, like, for me, though, it's like, I have to, because I feel so overwhelmed. Yeah. Um. Even just knowing that it's on sometimes overwhelms me, even if it's in a different part of the house. Um... So it's like, a big part of it is by necessity, I don't feel like I have a choice. And it's really interesting because, like, some of my family members have gotten really upset with me for doing that. Because they're like, well, what if we need you in an emergency? And it's like, I'm going to have to just be really tapped into my intuition about, like... Because, you know, I get intuitive hits sometimes about when to turn my phone back on. I'm
1: sure, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And a
0: lot of times, like, somebody will reach out to me, like, right after I turn on my phone. It's like, (laughs) you know, it's like not a backlogged call or text or anything, but, like, literally right after I turn on my phone. So that's something that I set an intention for whenever I turn off my phone. It's like... All right, spirit. <laughs> help me know when it's time. Yeah. Like help me know if somebody needs to reach me, give me that psychic ping. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, the old school text message um, <laughs> intuition.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um cuz it's like sometimes if I know I need to reach out to somebody in like an emergency, I'll I'll get a feeling about them or start thinking about them or or have a dream about them. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Take it
0: but wait there was another part of that question that i wanted to answer
1: yeah i was gonna to did use you that, ask that? Me? i was gonna use that because you said dream i was gonna use that as a segue um into the other thing i want to talk about but yeah i want to give you a chance to fully answer the question i was asking just uh generally if there's anything that you felt like we like how, how do we oh. orient ourselves to yeah, yeah yeah you got it
0: so um something that I think is really important with like coming into the understanding of boundaries is a little, it's like if I would give folks something to walk away with on that segment of this conversation is that you have to build a relation with a relationship with yourself in a way that you're able to be aware of when something is like intruding upon your boundaries or like, you just have to become aware of boundaries. And most people aren't because a lot of the ways that we're conditioned is to do what other people want us to do and what's expected of us. And in order to do those things, um, especially from a young age, it's, it's at the expense of being tuned into ourselves because it's like, as soon as you have to start doing something that goes against what you were already like naturally doing, Mm -hmm. you have to cut off part of yourself. And for a lot of us that happens in childhood and that part that gets cut off is our sensitivity to what's right for us and what isn't. So (laughs) I think the first step on the boundaries journey is just like, and it takes practice. Like just, learning to hear yourself because sometimes our voice is so small because it's been crushed down for so long and it's like learning to like trust your body when it's telling you like you're uncomfortable in a situation instead of just pushing through it you know trying to be nice socially if you're like in a situation where you don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. like no just like start questioning so start, start questioning how you're feeling in each moment. And um, that's, I feel like that's a good start to Definitely. figuring out your boundaries Definitely. and then eventually, you know, uh, enforcing them boundaries. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. But it's like,
0: you have to know what they are first. And in order to do that, it takes practice listening to yourself.
1: One thing your... I'll add to that. I love what you're saying, by the way. One thing I'll add is something that's come up. In conversations with other people with me recently is that part of the thing about blurry b- boundaries is that a lot of times it comes from not knowing what we want you know so that's that's another component to this is like getting really real with us le- with ourselves as to like what kind of life do i want to build what kind of story do i want to be in what what genre of existence do i want to exist in you know yeah. what are our desires you know and, yeah, um, that's
0: when you start figuring out what you want. Is when yeah. you can hear your own voice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. For so, sure, that's part of it. Yeah.
1: It takes time. It takes that solid that like high quality solitude to come to clarity on those things for sure. And then I just and feel. And a
2: dialogue.
1: And like a dialogue. Is that what you said?
0: yeah it doesn't even have to be solitude necessarily just like a dialogue with yourself like check in with yourself constantly how am i feeling how did that situation make me feel how can i validate what i'm feeling totally
1: totally yeah yeah absolutely um i think i might have told you this but uh one of my friends gave me this illustration about boundaries the other day and i think it's really valuable so i'm going to share it um the idea is like when we don't know what we want our boundaries are like a fuzzy like unclear boundary whereas like when we do it's like a solid circle around us a solid aura around us you know Uh because we're clear on our yeses and nos because we know what we want you know so if we don't know what we want and then we have that fuzzy boundary then other people interact with us and our auras are you know the venn diagram of our auras and it's like well they have their desires and their yeses and nos and we may pick up on that like oh is this even my desire or is it theirs you know and you, like losing your sense of mm-hmm. self in that way because you haven't already like solidified a super stable sense of exactly. self you know it's
0: like because like, a lot of people don't even know that they're being influenced mm-hmm. and um knowing whether something is coming from outside of you or within you is like (laughs) that's part of this journey that you know that starts with learning to listen to yourself and I swear it really does take practice because like this is literally something I've just been figuring out over the last few years at least consciously I've been working on it for many years but it really came to a point where I could articulate it like within the last few years Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh like I've had a huge problem with boundaries because I don't know what I want. I don't know how to listen to myself. I don't know how to You there. Yep. I don't know. Like I didn't know how to trust and I didn't know how to trust myself and what I was feeling and validate myself. It's like, I would always dismiss what I was feeling because it didn't line up with, you know, the program.
1: (laughs) Right. So. right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Um, yeah, beautiful. I think that's a, that's a, really good place to end off here. I think my phone's about to die. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as a little bonus, do you want to do a real quick uh, a sample of what a dream decoding looks like? Yeah, because you mentioned course. mushrooms. Should we uh-huh. uh, decode that symbol? Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> but, uh, let's just literally use the mushroom as the symbol and uh, yeah. decode that. So, for anyone that hasn't heard this uh, method before, the idea is that we define each of the key symbols. So in this case, the mushroom. I'm going to ask Selena, like I am a five-year-old or like an alien, don't understand anything about English, describe, define mushroom. What What is a mushroom?
0: So um, to me... <laughs> A mushroom, and my definition of it, because I don't like, haven't worked with mushrooms much, like I said. Yeah. So, um, to me, it is a thing that grows out of the earth and comes in many different forms. Some are dangerous, some are um, wonderfully mind blowing, mind altering. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Some are absolutely delicious, like the ones that I had for dinner last night. Nice. And um and they can be very healing, um, but also poisonous. So it's like Yeah, it's like a family, like how there's the plant family, there's the fungi family right. that worms are in. So Okay. Is that a good definition? That's how, it. How yep.
1: I, so I'm <laughs> not I don't have my pad of paper that I would usually take notes of you saying that. So I'm gonna do it by memory. But now we're going to try to find what our association is. So I'm going to ask, what about your current life? What about yourself? What about any situation that you're currently involved in in your life? Do you think of when I say something that comes from the earth that is potentially really healing or potentially poisonous? The fungi family um, can be beautifully delicious, beautifully mind-blowing, potentially dangerous. Does that r- remind you of anything in your life?
0: People.
1: <laughs> people. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Like,
0: people and connections, which is really funny, because I guess, a continuation of the themes from the other dream.
1: So. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, you're right. So, it's it's like people and, like, the, the subtext of there being, like, a potential risk. Right? Could be, like, beautifully healing. Could be Hurtful, right? Gotcha, mm. gotcha. Okay, yeah. so, so let's say we decoded the symbol of mushroom for Selena. We figured out that mushroom equals people. So then, you, <laughs> so then you would look back and um, look at your dream, or just the fact that this has come up um, through my song and through uh, you know the meal you had yesterday, and just like you interacting with mushrooms in this way, like so that's like you interacting with people. You know and so, and the dream you had where you're basically uh,
2: sifting through, <laughs>
1: sifting through, yeah, yeah, maybe like trying to sifting through. Like, what was the energy of that in the dream? You were just like, were you looking for something, or you
0: were just through? I was organized, organizing them, um, also just feeling kind of surprised, like, how did all of these get
2: here, mm. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I. Also, it's like, I could should I, like, relate that to my life? Because I do see... Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, it's, lately, I've been feeling a lot more social. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been reconnecting with people from my life and just realizing how many, like, how rich of a network that I have that I'm in already and just didn't really realize it because I haven't been um, engaging much with it <laughs> or when I was engaging... Um, with some of those connections I just wasn't fully present I guess yeah because I was dealing with my own traumas and things so
1: right right it's
0: like it was just kind of the feeling of like how did all these mushrooms or people yeah how did all of these get here like there's such an abundance mm-hmm. like how did I how did I end up with me
1: yeah that's beautiful that like, makes perfect sense to me yeah like where did all this connection come from when where did all these potential mm-hmm. connections potential healing potential deliciousness potential uh, not so yeah. much yeah yeah
0: and it's like i'm in a different i'm at such a different space in my life i think particularly the last few months because a lot of the habits that i formed have given me more confidence and i think mm-hmm. when you have confidence you move differently in your connections and relationships and you experience them differently so i think that's just what's happening to me right now honestly like holy crap like I've had all these awesome people in my life and just didn't realize it
1: (laughs) well now you're ready to meet them ready to show up in a different way I love that well I feel like my phone is about to die so I'm gonna thank you so much for doing this and it's a gift to talk to you every time we speak so thanks for being such a good friend I love you speak to you soon
2: Only light reflections and fragmentations Of conceptual memory and projection Your presence cannot die Time is witnessing of the mind The light it feeds the eye Science speaks in each and every I like your dancing, expressing as infinity, whispering of the mystery, alluring me, alluring me.